Welcome and thank you for tuning in to Modern Aged Middle Life, a podcast brought to you by Emily Baum and Graham Jarvis, comedy writers addressing modern day confusions for the middle aged. Coincidences, how about this for coincidences? I went for my first checkup for months to the dentist yesterday. Yeah, I was quite brave during lockdown. Well, they phoned up, they're opening up mm. for various patients. On the way to the dentist, I uh, was listening to a podcast and it was about the history of toothbrushes. I mean, oh. how spooky is that? Oh, I didn't know you were listening to that podcast as well because, I mean, it's been a... It's taken the nation by storm. Has it? You mean the history of the toothbrush, the podcast? Yeah. That six-part series from brush to bristle. I mean, it's classic. It's a classic legendary podcast. It's up there with trimming your nasal hair for beginners and how I found my wife on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) Why on earth were you listening to a podcast about the invention of the toothbrush? I just asked for a random podcast just because I was driving so I just told it to play a podcast and it came up with a who did you tell was it like car play me a random podcast no I told Siri and where was Siri in the glove compartment no Apple play (laughs) let me out let me out Graham this isn't funny anymore (laughs) (laughs) you're not coming up to you play me a random podcast I'm sorry I spoke (laughs) it's a comedian a female comedian and you know I've got a problem whether they should be called comedians or I know I have a problem with that why should we be different can't we be the same why do you want to be the same? Actor and actresses. No, they're actors. Definitely, I've looked that up. They are definitely all thought actors. Of as actors. Okay. Obviously, you'll have some female, well, some male too. So if you don't want to be gender specific, whether you're a man or a woman at birth, you might want to be called an actress. So why can't I be just a comedian? Why do I have to be a comedian? Which sounds like it's a patronising thing. So that someone's going... Oh, bless her for having a little hobby. Yeah. Like the little lady's got a little hobby where she can make a few people laugh and she's the comedian. Why can't I just be a comedian? Doesn't that apply if you call yourself a comedian? (laughs) (laughs) But we don't have other phrases for things. You don't have... You do. You know, a politician is male or female. You don't have a politician for a lady politician and a politician for a man politician, just as you don't have not... a gardenia for a lady gardener and a gardener from a gardener or or a cook and a cooker for a you woman. Did. Cook used to be a woman and chef used to be a man and then they decided but it why? was all mixed up. And, but why? And now it's Just extra names for things we don't necessarily need. I'm busy, Graham. I don't have time to know the male and female pronouns of things. I'm too busy. I think at one time it supposedly helped, and it still goes on because it's going the other way, so you're concatenating perhaps things beginning with S. Has anyone else just noticed you used the word concatenating? Uh, Yeah. What does concatenating mean? It means joining things together. So if you have... Is that your word of the week? No. If you had the word governor... And you wanted to say add S, bad example, but you'd have governoress and uh, you'd have concatenated the Governess, S and the even. governor. <laughs> but you used to have chairwoman and then it became chairperson and then it was decided, I'll oh, just call them all chair. Why were they never a stool person or a lazy boy person well, yeah. or a, a comfy backed arm or a wing backed person? Why was it chair? Well, why I not? Know it's- You know, they were the chairperson because they were the lead chair. But why did they name them after a piece of furniture? I don't know. Again, why wasn't it just person in charge person? Apparently the chair wasn't invented for years. What about headmistress? (laughs) 
<laughs> That's brilliant. I love that. The fact that you're the chair of something and everyone goes, where does that word come from? I don't know, but my feet are killing me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been stood for hours. <laughs> Apparently in Victorian times, a lot of ladies, sorry, but it was ladies, oh. so people claimed, probably men, used to pretend to be chairs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing, well, I've seen some films. Yeah. Films by, you know, edgy directors where you're not sure if it's real history or they've just got some slightly perverted view of the world where they, they pretended got... to be chairs so that kids would sit on them posing for photos. But if you were a headmistress... Ha- hang on, kids would sit on them posing for photos? Well, yeah, in those days they'd sit still for probably three minutes because it was like one of those cameras that took But forever. they didn't have cameras then in the Victorian... Surely they'd be sitting for portraits. They did in Victorian times. Did they? Yeah, they sat there for ages, yeah, with a camera. This is why they died young, you know. Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they were either being sat on by family members or they had to sit still for elongated periods of time <laughs> so they could have a very miserable photograph taken in sepia. Did you see those fabulous tweets this week of things parents have said? One that caught my attention was, at 10 o'clock, do you tell your child to go to bed or do you shout at them? <laughs> That's relevant to our family. Do you know what I do in that situation? Now the kids are getting a bit older. What do you do? I just go to bed. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's a lot of There's a lot nothing better than weirding your own children out by them going to, to look for you because you have not gone and nagged them to go to bed only to find all the lights off in the house and everybody's in bed. <laughs> it's really quite... It's a good piece of reverse psychology. You can have that for free, Graham. Either that or if you really so, want to stuff them, just go out. <laughs> so back to head. So headmistress and headmaster became head and then they didn't want to be called mistress or master. But ladies who got married at one time became misses and then people said i don't recall misses and so they for some reason there was that period where people called muz and then mister and eventually it's like oh i'd better not put anything so i don't know if the person i'm writing to wants to be known by mr mrs muz doctor or whatever yeah i mean that's that's a weird one isn't it that doctors are called doctor yes and then consultants go back to being called mister i know it's like you trained What's extra that? time and they stripped you of your title I had an Ocado man recently who kept calling me ma'am. Really? And I wasn't sure if I enjoyed it or didn't enjoy it. There was a certain... I did feel slightly like I was the queen at one point oh. when he stepped back from my door because he obviously can't come into close contact and said, I've left your cake on the doorstep for you, ma'am. I felt to if be young. If he was young. about 15, I'd be accusing you of having a, a child when you were younger. Because <laughs> <laughs> in Grimsby, ma'am, ma'am is what they call uh, their mother. Like I called my mother ma'am, you know. Down here, it's mum or mummy, it's but mom. up in the north, it's yeah. mum. Yeah, maybe that's what. Maybe he thought I was his mum. I don't know. But he was. He was older yeah. than me. Kept calling me mum, which I found. Oh, okay. I was a bit like when you're doing your shopping, you're like, I didn't order any spam. What's he talking about? <laughs> I've got a clue. But it was very weird. It was a slightly surreal situation with this little guy who looked like a footman, as it was sort of bowing and right. dropping my shopping on my front doorstep and calling me ma'am. So I think it's a bit of recycling going on here with all these titles, because as we're losing comedienne and mistress, though it's all becoming unisex, one thing, there are the people who want the pronouns for he, she, which must be in an endangered species sort of place, because mm. he, she differentiates sexes, where they don't want to be called he or she, but they. So they were expanding on the pronouns, aren't we? People are saying, um, I want to be differentiated by being called they. Can't we just create our own pronouns? We can. You and I can, why, for sure. Why can't Let's we do, it do now. that? Because I don't really like Mrs. Because Mrs just sounds, I don't know, old and condescending. 
Miss makes me look like I've I'm too I'm too old to be a miss now. I look like I should be left on the shelf and that nobody would ever love me. If yeah, you call it, it brings bad, bad memories to me of when I was at the fairground throwing those <laughs> yeah. damn miss, things. At... Miss. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm looking around thinking, where is she? Where is she? And then <laughs> <laughs> till I realised. <laughs> so I think I'm going to go for something quite superior. I think I'd go for intergalactic leader. <laughs> intergalactic. Yeah. Or highness. <laughs> highness Emily Ball. I think that's dangerous. Highness. You've gone into the female again. No, because it could be a state of mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think most of the stuff we talk about, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for years people have talked about the state for me, but it's not a state of mind so much. It's just, look at that, what a state. <laughs> What's happened to him? Good God. Mental, dress sense. When they first married, he was such a nice man. And now, look at him. Look at him. <laughs> Hang on, hang on. I don't want to be called a man. Oh, yeah, we can't call you a man anymore. I want to be the same. I'd rather be called a cup. Something that has definitely got no sexual things being brought along. Yeah, Graham's such a lovely cup. Well, then you'd be an amoeba, wouldn't you? Yeah, a single-celled amoeba. A same-sex organism. A, a sexless entity. So you would be the sexless Graham. <laughs> yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy being a single-celled creature. Yeah. Would you? yeah. United we stand, divided we fall. But amoebas <laughs> are dividing all the time. And I don't like falling. Parachuting didn't really... Imagine all these... All these people shouting, miss, miss, as you came out of the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as these thousands of amoebas are falling around you on teeny-weeny little parachutes. Would that be surreal? <laughs> oh, I didn't mean sir. sir. No. Sir, no. real, as in lady real. On it. I just think sometimes we're so concerned. Actually, I think sometimes with the English language, we like to add extra words to show that we're more superiorly intellectual in comparison to others, as, you know, people assume that English is the leading language. But actually, we don't need all of these words. No. We don't. Like, one of the words I love from Shakespeare and from times when you were a boy were things like the word cuckold. I mean, it's a great word to say, but it's nonsense. Yeah. It's nonsense. You wouldn't use that in the modern language. Oh, wouldn't you? Oh, no, you just call her a hooer. <laughs> <laughs> now, self, that's fine, because self is sexless. I mean, they've never had a, oh, she's talking to herself S. No, exactly. I mean, there's not a masculine self and a feminine self. There is a self. I approve of all of this because I personally don't want to be known as Mr or whatever because you get lumped in with, oh, look at that man. And it's like, oh, why are men like this? And you think, oh, that's awful. I'm not necessarily one of those. But then again, I'm not one of those. I'm just me. It also makes meeting new people quite exciting. So say, for example, you have the name Beverly and you go to meet someone who's called Beverly or Hillary and a man turns up. That's quite exciting because you're expecting a female, but it's not, it's a man. So imagine if we had no pronouns. So you didn't really know if you were going to be meeting up with a male or a female. You just were meeting up with a person. Yeah, I could approve of that. I'd yeah. love that. That's like Johnny Cash's song, A Man Called Sue, helped him in his life. <laughs> it only helped him there because it was outrageous. Why was he singing about a man called Sue? Oh, it was because it was a funny thing to sing about because there weren't many men called Sue at that time. <laughs> However... At this time, there are not that many men called Sue either. <laughs> so when does it matter whether somebody is a man oh. or a woman? Does it ever well, matter? it seems to matter when it comes to giving people jobs. And I don't want to get on a soapbox here, but there's been a lot of discussion in the press and a lot about different 
ethnic groups, different cultures coming under fire, having higher levels of police brutality. And I don't think you and I are going to get into that debate today. No, in fact, I'll edit all of that out. Yeah, take it all out. It's a waste of time. But I do think there are still differences made in society in general based around male and female. Yeah, for sure. Yes, men are stronger. (coughs) He says. Really? Breaking his fingers whilst trying to eat a Yorkie bar. I've met some pretty strong women. Yeah, I've met some pretty strong women. I wouldn't want to arm wrestle with them. No. And you watch some of these women that do the extreme Titan games. It's really hardcore. They run through the desert for miles. They have to lift weights. They have to carry people. They have to pull trucks and this, that and the other. And you watch these women and say, oh, my Lord, that's amazing. So if they can do it, technically I can. Yeah. I just would have to get off the sofa, and that's not as appealing. <laughs> I think the only time you'd want to describe somebody as a man, let's think, it doesn't really work. Because if you said somebody's committed a crime, you want to describe them accurately. They could wear any clothes, so who knows whether it's a man or not. No. Anyway, clothing, what's that about? <laughs> a long time ago, people would say, oh, she dresses like a man or he dresses like a girl. Yeah, and it's the pink, it's the pink and the blue thing as well. When you're kids, your mum puts you in... Well, my mum used to dress me in pinks and yellows all the time. And then my brothers Ugh. would be in... Well, they had it worse, actually. They were in... Rhubarb and custard. They were in, like, brown trousers. I've got this great picture of my older brother and he's wearing literally poo brown flared trousers that look flammable. <laughs> they look horrible. And a knitted waistcoat. Yeah. He just looks like a big skid mark, bless him. <laughs> With an emu t-shirt added to the mix as well. You you never tire of saying that, I no, imagine. Skid not mark. Skid mark. It's a good word. Is a skid mark male or female? Um, Does it matter? Well, no, it's not male or female, is it? Of course it's not. But pink used to be a boy's colour, didn't it? It was sort of blood and sort of strength. What? No, and, uh, blue. pink's never been yeah, a boy's colour. It has. In Victorian times, blue was the insipid, girly colour. And as you get older, you know, I don't sit there and look at my wardrobe and go, because I am a female, biologically, I must wear pink and girly colours and skirts and stuff like that, because it's not practical for my kind of lifestyle, Graham. I mean... You know me, I could be doing parkour at any moment, so wearing a skirt just doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Someone said to me once, they said, why don't you ever wear skirts? And I went, because they're drafty. Have you ever tried to wear skirts? It's really quite difficult and quite uncomfortable if you're not programmed to do it. It's basically like walking along and someone blowing air up your pants. It's not comfortable. But some people, when I was younger, who were feminine, said, we wear skirts and they're really good. What a shame for men that they have to wear trousers, which shows a prejudice. Yeah. Who cares? Wear them if you want to. Boys wear skirts, they wear kilts. They wear whatever they want to wear. I really don't care what people wear. But when you reverse it, when I go out... I worry about what I look like because I worry about what strangers will think of what I look like. But actually, when the shoe is on the other foot, I really don't care about what people are wearing. Unless it's provocative or it's something that's particularly eye-catching, it will catch my eye, I'll make a note of it, but I don't sit and judge people over it. I don't need to keep making the effort for these podcasts, No, not at all. And do you know what? (laughs) Since lockdown... I've been I've been walking out of my house dressed like an absolute tramp. People have been walking past and I think I should have put better clothes. And I think, oh, why bother? They don't care. Tramp hasn't got a sex to it, has it? Tramps 
either man or woman. That's true. Actually, that was a bit of a rude statement because there's a lot of tramps that dress a lot better than I do. Where I come from, probably tramps dress the same as the general population. I would think almost identical. I wasn't brought up to think, mm. oh, you dress up for special dues. Do you like dressing up for special dues? Not particularly, no. I don't. I feel there's a huge amount of pressure on you to look amazing. And actually, for a woman, the expectations of wearing holding undergarments and underwired bras and then you've got another layer of dress and she's got high heels, she's got tights. I mean, basically, it's like torture. It's like the equivalent of me cling filming you from your chest all the way down to your knees and then saying, right, you need a wee, off you go. Yeah, well, before you did that, you'd have to take the old cling film off. <laughs> You're making assumptions there. I'm sorry, I am, about your cling film needs. But all of that is just additional pressure and it's not comfortable. Then you spend the whole evening not necessarily enjoying yourself because you're thinking, what if I need a wee? It's going to take me an hour and a half to peel these spanks off. Yeah, in Elizabeth I's time, generally the men dressed much more fancily than the women. But the women wore all those big dresses and took hours with corsets and things. Mm. I wonder about the ordinary men and women in the fields working away. The women might say, oh, it's easy just to have a dress on. So if I want a pee in the hedge, I can just wish <laughs> my skirt and have a pee. They had those little flaps in their trousers, didn't they? That was one part of history I did pay attention to. Okay. In the back of the trousers, they literally had a little flap and then they could go for a little whoopsie. Ah. Mm. As long as you don't smell objectionably. Mm. But how do you know? Do you need to do a test first when you first meet somebody say i haven't washed for several weeks and my clothes are the same as i wore for the last 10 days i just thought i'd check whether i smell objectionable to you <laughs> if i do next time i'll wash them and myself <laughs> that's the funny thing some people are really really adamant that you've got to shower every day this isn't a male female divide though on the generalization of washing i think there is an assumption that women are cleaner than men uh -huh. that we tend to make more time over our appearance and doing eyebrows shaving legs shaving armpits coloring hair all of that shenanigans well that is an interesting one isn't it it's been in the last few decades why is it that now almost all ladies feel the need to shave their bodies i don't like hair but where did that come from hairy people I don't like hair. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not forced on people, is it? No, it's not. And I know people that don't shave their legs. My daughter's 14. She just has started to show an interest in shaving her legs, but she's not massively hairy. But I know other people that are really hairy. When did shaving legs and things start? I don't know. I didn't hear of it years ago. It seems... I like to think it makes women more aerodynamic. <laughs> Well, who's going to throw a woman? Come on, that's cruel. I'm sure there's a new Olympic Games we can, we can create for that. Toss your wife. <laughs> OK, we'll enter that. Woman hurling. <laughs> you and I can go in there and say, no, we're friends. It's been agreed. It's fine. On the podcast, it's fine. live, we agreed that this could happen. The only thing is that I might need a woman to throw you because I need somebody with real strength. strength. <laughs> yeah. There's a double insult. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's a good point. I don't know when we started to take all of our hair off. Maybe it's no, when? It's, it's a mental Why? thing to, to differentiate us from monkeys to make us look, again, like we are higher and more evolved species and therefore we need no hair. I wish I'd researched this before this podcast. Yeah, so do I. Know. Although I don't want to check your Google history now. <laughs> 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 Shaved women. <laughs> I think it's only in the last few decades. I, I would agree. In films. In, in films, you've never seen a hairy woman. There's never been, unless you're watching Planet of the Apes. It doesn't matter. Obviously, it doesn't matter. 
unless there are some women who don't want to do it and feel they've got to. It kind of does matter. Because if I see a woman and she's got very hairy armpits, it automatically makes me think that she's not a very clean person, which is an assumption. Would you get her thrown out of the swimming pool? Would you say, excuse me to the attendant or the attendantess? Excuse me, madam. And he'd say, I'm not a madam, I'm a sir. I wouldn't report them, but I do get quite upset if you're in the swimming pool and there's a guy with a very hairy back. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, very, very hairy. Again, that just makes me feel like that person's not very hygienic. And it's got nothing to do with hygiene because it can't help how much Obviously hair not. they have. But it just looks... Growth. I'm making an awful face. I can see myself in Zoom. In films nowadays, when uh, men have got to take their shirt off, I think it must be really difficult for the director. How much hair do you let the actor, yeah. in this case, the male actor, keep? I know. <laughs> I used to know a friend of a friend who was a hand model for QVC. They had to go and have a pedicure once a week and they had to have all of the hair removed from their hands. And I thought this was quite interesting, so I put on the jewellery channel once. But you could see when you were watching it on the camera and they'd go in on the ring or the watch, whatever, you could see where they'd had all the hair waxed off because you could see all the hair follicle holes. And what about all the little elastoplasts they put on? <laughs> It seems like a really bad idea to me. Do you know people who've got very hairy hands? No, I filter those out after the, have you been wearing your clothes for 10 days? Have you had a bath in the last two years? Have you got a hairy back? All that sort of thing. <laughs> Can I check your hands? This is why it took so long for me to find a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Saying, could I just check the hairs on your back? It's not a good line. First date. If a man has very hairy hands or a woman has very big hands, you tend to find that people react quite negatively towards them. Really? I've never mm. come across this. I live such mm. a sheltered life. You even have a friend of a friend, who I do know who is, but I can't say who is. <laughs> Another one. Who actually has the nickname of man hands. And she's a woman. Well, that's not very good. We've just been saying we're going away <laughs> from all this, apart from pronouns going to they. I didn't create the nickname. Somebody else did. She's also a bit of a kleptomaniac and she keeps stealing from everybody, which is probably why they're calling her man-hands. That's a detrimental thing. <laughs> is there any other male-female divide thing that you feel is really wrong? Is there? Well, no, it's easier to say, is there any man-woman thing that is definitely right? I remember when they were discovering oestrogen in the water, mm. meaning that men are becoming less fertile. Yes. And predictions men will be completely irrelevant. No, but we do still need them to lift things. <laughs> Not your friend who's no. going to throw you in the new Olympic Games. Mm. Some of the people I've met, men or women anyway, dressed so I believe they're female, have been scary enough for me not to say anything. I definitely don't say, excuse me, are you a man or a woman? I've never said that to anybody. Uh, I've never said that to anybody. But then why no, would you? But even if I wasn't sure, I would never ask anyway. It seems rude, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It is rude. It's like saying to somebody, what's your ethnic background? What nationality were your parents? Or where have you come from? That's another that's a thing that kind of sounds a little bit detrimental. Where have you come from? Well, what do you mean? I've come from Guildford. I've been asked that a few times, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's planetary yeah. they're asking yeah. you for. <laughs> so hostess. I mean, hostess trolley. That's yes. obviously really bad, isn't it? Implying it's for the woman of the yes, house. Yes, that that's the woman's duty. I do think I'm going to have a little rant. Can I have a rant, Graham? Can I get a rant, Graham? Rant or a rantess? A rant. Okay. I do still think it's quite pants that women are typically earning less in the workplace doing the same job. 
there is still a lot of assumptions in the workplace that if you are a woman and you're hiring women, they probably want to get married and have kids at some stage or another. Well, not all women do want to do that. I've met loads of men in jobs that had oversold themselves and couldn't do the job. So actually, I truly believe you need to hire the right person for the job and not because they are a white, middle-aged man. Well, they found that a lot of women were better at various numerical skills when they were doing the space rockets stuff, and they employed women to do a lot of the mathematics pre-computers. Yeah. So I find it strange that people, that anyone would think of men and women just because of their sex are better or worse at a particular thing. Perhaps people say, well, in general, a man is stronger, but not necessarily. So I think that is getting a bit sexist. I also think, going back to the stronger bit, you know, when boys are younger and they're told, stop acting like a girl or stop crying like a girl. Actually, blokes, if they'd thought about the prospect of giving birth and women can give birth and have the function to give birth and then get back up and go for a walk. I mean, all of the biological things, and I won't go into detail because it's quite disgusting, um, that women can do every month. But, you know, there's all these other things that women's bodies can do, which are incredibly strong. And I know that if I asked a lot of male friends, do you think you'd mentally, do you think you'd physically be able to give birth? They'd be like, oh, hell no. No, why would you want to do that? It puts it into context. I can see myself with a few friends around for a night together at a party. And perhaps one of the people present says, oh, do you want me to open the champagne? They go, oh, Graham can do that. Sort of implying I'm strong or something. And then you try one of those Prosecco champagne (laughs) corks. It's really tight. And you're like, no, I think Sandra could. I think Sandra would be a lot better than me. It's like when you're opening a jar and you're like that. We used to give the jar... To my dad. Okay. My dad would sit there and faff around for ages making oh, noises. Poor man. And then hand it to my mum, yeah. who always had the biggest biceps because she was a professional dancer. So she just yeah. she'd be like, pop, there you go, Robin. No problem yeah. at all. I mean, it's so embarrassing when somebody asks you to open a jar or whatever and they give it to the man in the room, somebody like me, and you say, have you got one of those sort of special opening contraptions? And they look and say, well, that's why we're giving it to you, to save us getting that special opening contraption out. And then they snatch it off you as if, what a rubbish example of manhood. What do you think about in a restaurant when the bill comes and the waiter automatically hands it to the man at the table? It doesn't happen so much nowadays. It used to happen all the time. And Jill and I used to take great pleasure because we shared credit cards and things, mm. so it didn't matter who paid for it. And I say, oh, no, nothing to do with me. I, I don't do bills. But then you feel guilty because that then looks like you're being the superior to the lady and that she can pay it. Well, you could just add to that by saying, oh, no, she's paying. She's just grateful to have my company. Yeah, sure. <laughs> she's paying. She at most of it. <laughs> Modern Aged Middle Life was brought to you by Graham Jarvis and Emily Baum.